Welcome to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. We hope you enjoy this installment of our Advent series on peace. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast uh, as we talk about t-shirts and Stormwatch and flip-flops. We are continuing in our Advent series. Advent is a time of expectant waiting and preparation for both the celebration of nativity of Jesus at Christmas and the return of Jesus. And one thing I really enjoy about this Advent series in particular is we're looking at different aspects of the Advent, of how Jesus is manifest as those as he walked on this planet. Last week we looked at Jesus in the form of hope, and this week we're looking at Jesus in the form of peace. So number one, jumping straight into it, number one is life without peace. Life without peace. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 says, Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth. But Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when, we, when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, everyone say three days. Three days later, they finally discovered him. Have you ever lost something? Yeah. Have you ever lost a child? (laughs) I saw a hand. (laughs) I was, do you remember John? I think it happened a few times. I have a vivid memory, but now I'm realizing that might be multiple memories of, we, it was three of us uh, brothers and our parents, and one of the times, because I'm pretty sure there's multiple, uh, we, we went to the mall with five of us in the car, and we got home with four of us in the car. <laughs> not once, not twice, at least three times. And so I remember one time we got home, quiet car ride on the way home, just silent, peaceful. We get home, we walk around, we realize that no one's fighting over the remote to the TV. We realize that it's just everyone sits down. It's just calm environment. And then I think maybe Pat turns on something and everyone's like, something's weird. Something is unusual. And then someone will go, where's John? (laughs) Back to the mall. Mall was 25 minutes away, by the way. So there was some time we did not realize John was with us. I, I mean, man, I remember one time, London, London, is, London and Ollie are the most amazing children on the planet. Um, I'm not just required to say that because they're my children. I fully believe that. But sometimes London, she's in her own world. Like, she just, she loves the earth, she loves the plant, she loves everything about everything. And she's just walking along, just enjoying herself, like, look at the beauty, look at the birds. Like, she is a Disney princess from the shows, like, that's her, and she's like, oh, a flower, and like, you know, a butterfly would just flutter on her hand, and it's like, oh, look at that, <laughs> you know? And so she's just lost in her world, and I was like, I need her to have more self-awareness. So I'm walking, and it's me and Ollie, and Ollie's holding my hand, and she's behind us, and I'm walking, and I turn a corner, because we're at the collection, we, we're going towards the parking lot now, and she doesn't see me, and I'm maybe like five feet away, and so I just kind of back around the corner, and, sh- and she gets, and she starts panicking, and she can't even see me, 
and I'm five feet from her, and I'm just staring, and, and Ollie's like, like, he's confused. He's like, what is happening? She starts losing it. She's like <gasps> crying, and she's going into panic, and she's about to start running in some random direction, right? And then eventually I'm like, London! And she's like, <gasps> like, completely lost. Like, there is something about being lost. Like, have you ever seen a, a child in full panic of being lost? Have you ever had, have you ever reached down to the mall? This is, this is one of the most awkward, funny things. I, I think it's funny, and if you don't, don't judge me, please. But if you're ever walking, in, if your hands are outside your pocket and you're just walking, and all of a sudden a random child just holds your hand. Like, how, has that ever happened to you? Like, like, they'll hold your hand, and then you're like, I wasn't walking with a child a second ago, and now there's a child. And you're like, what do I do? <laughs> and then the child has that realization, right? They're like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's, there's, this, there's this panic that could ensue when things are lost. When things are absent, it can be scary, right? When it's a human being that you're missing, it's even scarier, right? Have you ever seen, it, it's devastating watching a family go on TV talk about their child and they're like, their face just looks like they have gone through a tornado, right? They are a full-on wreck. It's crazy when you are missing something. And his parents have been looking for Jesus for three days. Like, I don't even know. Like, are they sleeping? Are they eating? Like, what? Can you imagine how angry they are? And then they finally find the child. And then what do you say to the child? Because it's also God. It's like, do you know? Do you know what I went through? I love it because their conversations come up later in the message. But they are in chaos mode. This is the, the full embodiment of what it, life is without peace. What they're doing physically right now is what we do spiritually and emotionally and physically too when we don't have peace in our lives. A, one of the first things is derailed. They were headed home to go back to work. And now because they're missing their child, they have to go find him. So he can't go back to work. That means they're not going to have income. Back then, income was day-to-day. That's how you got food, which means now they don't have money to buy food because they are several days behind. So now they are derailed for their whole purpose of what they're doing because they have to find this child who knows where he is for three extra days. It's crazy. That's what happens when we don't have peace. Sometimes we can derail our own lives. When we don't have peace, we'll do other things. We'll go here and we'll do this and we'll do that. And we try to get other things into our lives and we're just derailing the purpose that God has on our lives. And we so sidetracked. Have you ever lived a sidetracked kind of life? Because you're like, oh, you know, I really feel like doing this and I feel like doing that and I feel like doing that. And then weeks turn into months, turn into years. And you're like, what am I even doing here? Because we got derailed because we lack peace. B, the second thing that is pointed out here is, is anxious. When we lose track of Jesus, we can experience worry, uneasiness, nervousness. There is an anxiousness, there is an anxiety that comes over us when we lack peace, the peace of Jesus. 
It's, it's all over them. Their actions say so. They're like, we're going back to Jerusalem. We're going back and we're hunting for Jesus for three days across the city of Jerusalem. There is no cell phones. There is no communication. There is no homing pigeons that are going to help them out. They have to find Jesus. There is no backpack leash connected to him. They have to find him. They are filled with anxiety. When we do not have peace of Jesus, anxiety comes in. Worry takes over our lives. Like, if, if we don't understand what the peace of God is, anxiety is just a, such a slippery slope that will just come in and come in and come in. Uh, can you close the back door, please? Thanks. See, the, the third thing that happens is panic. Panic. <laughs> His parents were full on panicking. Full on. It says that the first thing they did was they started looking around. Jesus isn't here. Then they talked to their family members. Hey, have you seen Jesus? No. Uh, okay, let's ask our friends. So then they're asking their friends. Have you seen Jesus? No, I haven't seen Jesus. What? You know, the home alone where the mom screams on the airplane. And then she does all the things in the world to try to get back to her son, right? All the things. Calls the police department. They transfer her. They, she talks to another department. They transfer her back. She jumps into a polka van. This is the story of what the family is going through to find Jesus. Panic. Panic is sudden, wild thinking that causes horrible decisions and actions. Yes. We've all been there. It's like all of a sudden, like, you get into this mode of panic, and the first thing that just pops in your head, you're like, I should just do this right now, blah, blah, blah. And then you, if, you, if you're wise enough to say that thing out loud, and someone's like, eh, you should not do that, count yourself blessed. Because I have been, unfortunately, just, I go into panic, and then I start making decisions, and then say things, and do things. And I'm like, and my wife's like, you need to calm down. Like, is that really what's going on in your life? Just relax. And I'm like, Okay. My panic just hit a roller coaster. I'm good now. Life without peace will derail us, fill us with anxiety, and cause us to live in a mode of panic. It is evident to say we need the peace of Jesus in our lives. We have to have it. So number two, finding peace. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 says this. Three days later, verse 46, sorry. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Not where were you, not what's going on. It's what have you done to us? I want an answer. Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. The response of Jesus, if this was the response of my child, my child would be slapped. <laughs> but why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth, with them and was obedient to them and his mother stored all these things in her heart so 
Mary and Joseph, they're panicking, they're frantic, they're, all the things are going on. And then Jesus is, is inside the temple. And it, it, there's something unique that's happening here. I don't know how many times I've read this story and I've heard this. And um, if you've ever heard of the J-12 ministry, it's Jesus at 12 years old and there's a ministry that's before junior high. We used to have it at our old church. And I've heard this story, I don't know how many times. Because you have to tell children the same story over and over. And I was, I was praying about this message specifically about the God of peace, Jesus' peace. And this, this story popped up. And then it just hit me. This, this fresh revelation that I had never caught in before. It's really interesting because Mary and Joseph took Jesus to Jerusalem, right, for the Passover dinner, which wasn't his first time and it wasn't his last time, took Jesus to the Passover dinner, and then Jesus disappeared for three days, only to be found amongst the Father's house. This is really interesting because this exact timeline happened at the end of Jesus' life, where Jesus goes to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, then is crucified and put in a cave for three days where he disappears, only to be found at the house of God. Blows my mind. And so, in this moment, <laughs> Jesus has the wisdom to say, didn't you know where to find me? Don't you know what I'm all about? Don't you know that this is what I was put on this earth for? Celebrate Passover, be gone for three days, and come back. But I come back with peace. And it's interesting, this, this very thing that Jesus did as a kid is going to happen at the end of his life where he brings back peace. And it, it, it blows my mind. A, where we search. When we find peace, we need to be very specific of where we search for peace. It's very easy to be distracted and try to fulfill voids in our life with other things that will distract us and whatever. But it's not really peace. Those things will tear us away and, and they, they think they're, they're almost like fulfilling moments of happiness, but that's, that's not true peace. That's not going to give it. Mary only had fulfilled peace when she found Jesus. Likewise, in parallel in our lives, we will only have peace, quenched peace, when we find Jesus. Where are you searching for peace? Are you searching for temporary relief from the pain in your life? Or are you searching for Jesus? That's, that's, the, that's the only peace that's really going to help. It's the only peace that's going to matter. We have frustrations and loss in our life. It's not about trying to remember and, and trying to do this and fill those voids. It's about finding Jesus because he'll cover those peace needs. So number, in number two, finding peace, the second, the second part is B, start with the Father's house. Start with the Father's house. It's, it's really easy to 
almost avoid the Father's house, avoid church, avoid religion, avoid all the different things because we think that the guilt and the shame is going to come in and we're going to, oh, I don't know, I just, I just don't know about that. I'm going to feel bad or blah, blah, blah. And Jesus says, don't you know where I'm at? Don't you know where to find me? You know it. Everybody knows it. Even people that don't believe in God and hate God know where to find God. <laughs> no matter, every person on the planet knows. It is not a secret. It is not hidden. Every walk of life. And God says, don't, don't, don't you know where to start? Start at my father's house. You will find the peace in the word of God, the worship to God, and the family of God in the father's house. That's a great place to start when you need some peace. And then see, I love this, this reflection that Mary has stored in your heart. And Mary stored all these things in her heart. Stored it in her heart. Stored it in her heart. There are certain things that we need to take the peace of God and store it away as remembering. See, when, when we go through trying times or things where we lose something or things that we find, that moment we have that peace that finally comes out saying, God, I need to store this in my heart because I will face another storm and I need to remember what you did this last time. God, you need to show up. The, the, our, when, we, when we have these heart issues where you know, the storms come in and then they go away and they come in and they go away, the, how, we, how we face them over and over is we pull on what we went through in our past. God, you, you showed up before and you could do it again. And number three, Jesus wants to grow. This was an interesting point. This was something that I read this scripture, this last verse, and it kind of was like weird to me at first. And I read it, and I kind of took a superficial value, and I, I reread it, and I reread it, and read it again, and again, and then finally I got it. Jesus wants to grow. Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says this, Jesus grew in wisdom and in the stature and in favor with God. And what's the last part say? And all people. That's interesting. Because all people is not limited by time in this verse for some reason. All the people is actually all the people of all time, of all ages, of all locations, everywhere. And this is, this is, this blows my mind. Jesus grew in the wisdom and in the stature and in the favor. You know I love when there's three points in a verse. That's like my favorite. <laughs> with God and all the people. We know that Jesus is growing in these things with God, but we can take for granted what he's doing with us. And I think it's kind of interesting to look at this in the sense that Jesus grew. Jesus grew in these three things. Jesus wants to grow. Are you letting him grow in these three things in your own life? Because that's where peace comes from. The, the first one that's listed, A, in wisdom of you. Jesus grew in wisdom of you. Jesus wants to grow in his wisdom of you. That's weird to think. That's weird to say, too. Jesus' desire 
is to grow in wisdom of you. And the only way he can grow in wisdom of you is if you share your life with him. Saying, Jesus, I'm turning this over. Here's this, here's that. I need you. I, I love you. I worship All the things that you are. Jesus wants to grow in wisdom of you, but he can't grow in wisdom of you unless you share your life with him. G- give everything you are to Jesus. In your prayers, are you saying who you are? He, he wants to know you more. The second one, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Stature, this is the Greek word for age and time. It's time passing. That's what this means. So B, Jesus wants to grow over time with you. I think it's really easy to, to say, you know what, Jesus, I, I want to I have salvation in my life and I want to know you. What I think he looks at and what he goes after is the time that your relationship would develop. It's not just a, I'm saved, great, hallelujah, I'm done. It's a, I'm saved, but I want a relationship over my life with you. Jesus wants to grow with us over time. And then the third thing, Jesus wants to grow peace over you. In the verse, going back to it one more time, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor. In favor. This isn't a party favor. It's not like a take-home candy box that kids get at parties. Favor. Favor. Did you know favor means a physical token and proof of grace? It is, it's something that's tangible, of the grace of God over our lives. Did you know that? It's kind of, that's awesome. Jesus says, not only do I give you grace, which you can't feel, see, touch, or experience until you walk into heaven and then know it's there, but favor means I want to give you something tangible from this moment forward. And I love it because the tangible thing that he can hand out is peace. You know when you're in peace and when you're not in peace. You can physically feel it. People can see it on your face. Have you ever walked in a workplace and someone's like, are you okay? It's like, yes, I am fine. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know, there is, a, there is something you can feel when you have the peace of God over you. It's the tangible thing. It's the favor of God. He has given you grace but he wants to give you his peace. It's the, it's the party favor of coming to his birthday on Christmas. I don't know. I just popped in my head. I love it. Mary and Joseph got to experience the initial emotional state of Jesus on the cross when he was 12. Went to Jerusalem for Passover. Jesus disappeared for three days and found him. And I, I think putting myself in Mary's shoes, the thing that blows my mind the most is when it says she tucked it away in her heart. She remembered it. All the things that happened. When Mary was standing in front of Jesus on the cross, you know as a parent, if you go through a traumatic experience with your child, every year at that same time frame, you will always remember that. You don't forget it. If you experience a loss in your life, anything, you will remember on that date or around that date. 
It's just how our bodies are wired. Mary celebrated Passover Jesus at the end of his life and remembered Remember that time Jesus was lost for three days. It's going through her mind over and over. She's sitting, watching her son on the cross die. And in the back of her mind, she's thinking, Jesus disappeared for three days. I remember when he was 12, and he disappeared for three days. She kept thinking, three days, three days, three days. Can you imagine can you imagine what she was going through when Jesus rose after three days? It would have clicked in her mind. And the peace that she got back was worth more than anything else she could have ever experienced. It's that peace, that peace that God wants to give us every single holiday, every single day of our lives. This tangible, physical thing just to show off his grace that he has for us. He doesn't have to give us peace. He doesn't have to give us anything. He gave us grace, which is more than anything. But I love it. I love who our God is. This Advent season, God's giving us four things that embodies him. We did, we did hope, we did peace, and we have two more coming. I want to encourage you to, to really reflect on who Jesus is in your life and the, and the sense of peace this week. Amen? Let's, let's close our eyes. Lord, you are so mighty, you're so loving, you are so everything to us. Lord, would you, would you just give us the tangible presence of peace this holiday season. Teach us who you are. Lord, let us worship and praise you as, as a king of kings, lord of lords, as a baby and as our God, we worship you. Lord, let us stay focused and on track. As we have found you, we know who you are. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, there are plenty more that you can find at our website, www.lighthouse805.com, where you can also find out more information about us, what we believe in, opportunities to give, and other opportunities to take part in our life here at Lighthouse 805. See you soon.